0: To the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. What is up? Welcome into the Coach's Corner, the place to get the inside information from the coaches themselves. I'm your host and head coach of the Venture Academy golf team, Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. Check out the podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Today I'm pleased to be joined by Jeremy Hurtado, the offensive line coach at Merced College. Jeremy, thanks for hopping on the podcast, man.
1: Absolutely, thanks for having me, Mario.
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk with Coach Rattato here about Merced College football, working with the O line, and how he got into coaching. So, Jeremy, let's start with the Blue Devils. You guys just wrapped up your season, six and four in the regular season, three and one in conference, earning a spot in the Valley Center Bowl. So, how would you assess the twenty twenty one Blue Devils and the, the season in general?
1: Uh, overall, I mean, we had a very successful season. I mean, mm-hmm. the schedule, obviously, the record doesn't isn't what we liked, but we played a lot of games that were yeah. close uh we lost four home games mm. they uh all came down to like the last play of the game uh, obviously in the bowl game if you guys watched that on more sports tv yeah. or you were there you know that we went for two and tried to win the game there uh that was that was kind of the way our season went mm. we like i said we had lost three games at home by a total of five points yeah so we we like to kind of say it the school that we give the best $7 entertainment in Merced. <laughs> when you come of our games, you never know what's going to happen and, and make sure you stay to the end. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. You guys definitely were the the cardiac kids this year. Like you mentioned, your home games were, were crazy going down the stretch. Uh, you talked about it a little bit there, that Valley center bowl. Um, like you mentioned, it was on NorCal sports TV and you guys went for two and the win. I mean, that's, I mean, personally, I've never coached football, but I just always respect a coach that's willing to, to, you know, back his team out there. And Bob Casey, you know, the head coach there at Merced, obviously had confidence in his team to go for two and pick up the win right there. It's got to be pretty cool, not just playing for a guy, but coaching for a guy like that too, right?
1: Absolutely. And, and it's really, you know, kind of how, how Coach Casey is. He's, he's always kind of let us know ahead of time, hey, what's going to happen? And, and mm. they, we went to overtime, they scored, COS, scored, kicked yeah. the extra point. And as soon as that happened, he looked at us as offensive staff and said, hey, we're going for two, why can't we score here? And he's like, all right. So we kind of knew ahead of time, hey, yeah. we're on this drive. we got to go for two at the end so we can kind of save a play that we liked. Yeah. Uh, we, we scored. Uh, Betancourt came in, you know, led the team on the last couple plays after our starting quarterback, Graf got hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, handed off, got the touchdown, and then we knew exactly what the play was going to be. Coach Bor- Borba did a good job of, of repping that yeah. this week in practice, or that week in practice. hmm and uh, we knew the would play a call. We, we all were, were on board with it. And uh, unfortunately for us, it just didn't work out.
0: Yeah. And Mario Ramos joined by Jeremy Hurtado, the Merced College assistant football coach here on the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. Uh, you can check him out on Twitter at Jeremy Hurtado 11 So a couple things I, I kind of want to touch on there. Um, one, you mentioned the, the difference in quarterbacks. You guys had Kraft and Betancourt. Um, for the most part, Kraft got the, the bulk of the, the snaps um, behind center um, or in the shotgun, I should say. Um, but you know, Betancourt also came in there and, you know, sparked the offense from time to time. As an offensive line coach, did anything change between, you know, when those quarterbacks came in, or was it, you know, business as usual?
1: No, it didn't really change anything for us. Uh, those two quarterbacks, Ryan Kraft out of Bret Hart and uh, Jacob Betancourt out of Oriston, but they're both pretty much they're, – they're very similar. They, they bring the, basically the same thing together. They're both dual threat athletes. They yeah. both kind of have the same – Mm-hmm. Same style of play, but it didn't really change a lot for us. They're both great athletes. Yeah. Um, you know, Ryan Ryan got some of the, like you said, most of the starts uh, and more of the reps. But Jacob, we were very confident in him coming in and knew he could come in and, and do well for us. He, he saved us in the last game of regular season. When Ryan went down, Jacob came in and led us back and, and, and actually got the win for us. Yeah. And so when he came in the Valley Center Bowl, we knew, hey, he, he's going to be just as good mm-hmm. as our starter. He's going to give us just to get a chance to win. And, yeah. and for offense, line-wise, nothing really changes the play are the plays. We run them pretty much the same with both quarterbacks. So it's not like some systems where you have, like, a true running quarterback and a yeah. throwing quarterback. They're both yeah. they're very successful athletes, and they do the basically the same mm-hmm. scheme. So it kind of works out well for us.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And you mentioned Coach Borba, the offensive coordinator, And, um, you know, obviously you're probably pretty heavily involved um, within the game plan throughout the week, I would imagine. Um, But what's kind of your role on game day? Is it more just kind of, you know, taking the the offensive line aside, you know, between drives and stuff and making those adjustments? How does an offensive line coach kind of operate there on the sidelines?
1: Yeah, typically I'm in charge of our offensive line unit. Uh, Mm -hmm. I kind of sub our guys in and out. We usually have a rotation of five, six, seven guys deep. this year, it was seven guys pretty much rotated in at certain situations. Okay. Uh, and that that's kind of my main goal, yeah. and make sure, hey, that our quarterback doesn't get hit or our running backs have lanes to run through or whatever. Yeah. Uh, also, <clears throat> you, you talked about me and Coach Borba, We are on the headset together with also another coach in the blue, okay. Coach Sousa. And we uh, we bounce ideas off each other. And, and ultimately, Coach Borba makes the final calls, but we kind of give him input. On, on anything that's going cool. we see or, or ideas we may have. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's pretty much the main goal is just make sure the offensive line do their thing. Uh, it's basically my main focus. Mm-hmm. And in any other way, I help out, that's what I do.
0: Mario Ramos, pleased to be joined by Jeremy Hurtado, the Merced College assistant football coach, here on the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. You can also follow Jeremy Hurtado at Jeremy Hurtado11. All right. So, you know, coaching, we've mentioned you're coaching the offensive line for the Merced Blue Devils football team, Uh, but you've been coaching sports in general for a bit now, right? How'd you get involved with coaching athletics?
1: Uh, Well, actually, yeah, I coached since I was about 18 years old. I started coaching football right out of high school. Oh, wow. That for a couple of years. And then I was lucky enough to get a a job coaching at the freshman level at Summerville High School where I played, Mm -hmm. uh, where I graduated from, and did that for a year, uh, and then just kind of just took a little break after that, uh, you know, kind of had life happen. And then I decided, you know, hey, I want to go back and start coaching. So I uh, was actually fortunate to get to go to school at said College and connect with Coach Casey. Okay. Started working there as kind of a student intern, and then it kind of got me back into coaching from there. I went to Somerville. Yeah. Coached a couple years there for uh, the system that I played in, like I said before, with Coach Watson. Okay. And then went over to Brent Hart for five years, coached there, uh, and then ended up going up to the college level after I got my degree, where Mansfield University out in Pennsylvania for a year, even though I never actually went there due to <laughs> uh, COVID. Okay, It helped advance you know, their whole offense, did a whole season there online through Zoom. Wow. learned this whole stuff. Yeah. Uh, we decided to sign an offense. I did a whole year worth of classes and training with the offensive lineman there, and then uh, this year I was fortunate to know a couple of coaches on the staff at Merced and I said, Hey, you know, looking to not go back to Pennsylvania this year, you guys got to be <laughs> open. Yeah. You know, one with was coach, coach Casey. Yeah. So I talked to him and then, I mean, it was pretty much that was it. He's like, yeah, I need an offensive line coach. You want to come back and help? And I said, sure. And then that kind of, is how that happened.
0: Nice. Yeah. So w- within your time there, you kind of mentioned earlier that you were, um, uh, you know, obviously probably pretty familiar with the system that you ran in high school and maybe looking to implement that, And like you mentioned, at the freshman level and, and as you were coming up the high school ranks there. How, how much has your, your offensive line game kind of expanded um, in reaching out and working with these other you know schools and, and places like that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I uh, <laughs> it's funny you said that because as a high school player, I didn't play offensive line. I, I kicked. That was it. Okay. I was the kicker for our off our in my senior year. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. I wasn't interested in it. And then after that, I kind of got into more football. Uh, I, I kind of connected with one of our football coaches then, and, and he kind of showed up, taught me some stuff. And then it became a nice situation where, yeah, you're absolutely really right. Everywhere you go, you learn something new. So, you mm-hmm. know, the first year I learned some stuff. I learned how to use huddle system. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. How to break down film. Yeah. And then I went to Park or in Somerville and learned stuff there. Um, a lot of clinics you go to during the off-season, the mm-hmm. clinics are to go to them and then learn through them. I've been fortunate enough to to meet some college coaches, go hang out with them for a couple of days. at their different places. Nice. And learn from them. some former NFL coaches that I've got to hang out with. So it's really been a learning process throughout the journey. I mean, I've been coaching for 16 seasons. Wow. And from, like I said, Pop Warner all the way up to semi Pro Football. Mm-hmm. So you, you learn everywhere you go, and every season is a different situation. So it's it's really an evolving process.
0: Yeah. And Mario Ramos here with Jeremy Hurtado. Check him out on Twitter at Jeremy Hurtado eleven. He's the Merced College offensive line coach. So you know we just mentioned that the season just wrapped up. Again, you guys had that Valley Center Bowl. Uh, came up a little bit short, but again, I, I just admire someone who's going to you know have that that kind of intestinal fortitude to go for two at the end. So. Nothing definitely to, for the Blue Devils to hang their hat uh, or hang their heads about, um, for sure. But we are getting into the off season, and as we approach the off season, um, I, I assume you know some of what you're going to do is, you know, maybe go back and and reassess yourself, right? What what could I do better? What could our uh, O line do a little bit better? Um, but what is your 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 role as you guys approach um, the off season there at Merced?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you said that because tomorrow we actually have a, a Zoom meeting that we're going to be involved in, uh, due to some some electrical issues and construction issues we're doing it via zoom but Mm -hmm. uh we are actually having recruiting meetings every week we we have the recruiting areas that we recruit so like i have certain high schools that i I deal with those kids okay and uh we're constantly watching film evaluating their film discussing you know messaging them through twitter or instagram or text Mm -hmm. messages Mm -hmm. phone calls and we're out trying to recruit kids to come play for us because one of the interesting situations about JC football is that you know you never really know who you're going to have every year. <laughs> so we had a great offensive line this year, and I expect probably four or five of those guys going to be gone at the end of this year, mm. either due to they're going to you know get a scholarship. I know a couple of guys yeah. have offers. This uh, is one kid's graduate; he's going to be a, he's a sophomore. He's not going to be coming back because he's out of eligibility. Yeah. So, you got to refill those guys. And then we had 10 offensive linemen, actually 11 offensive linemen this year in our group uh, with one redshirt. So, we know the redshirt's probably going to be back. But other than that, I mean, you never know who's going to be back. So, you got to kind of refill every year. And and so.
0: Yeah. And that's got to be interesting. You know, that's a constant churning, right? Like you mentioned there at the junior college college level. Um, But. It's got to be, you know, a little bittersweet for you in one sense, right? You want these kids to ball out and get the heck out of there and go somewhere else where they continue playing. right? But on the same hand, you want to build some continuity, especially at the offensive line. I would imagine you want that continuity to carry from one year to the next.
1: Yeah, it, it, you, like you said, it's, you're really looking forward to these kids. Hey, you know, I hope you go somewhere. I had a conversation this morning with a kid and was asking, yeah. you know, hey, what are you, is opportunity that I have. And I said, you know, I think it's great. He's a freshman. He's played the season for us. He's going to get a chance to go somewhere. And I think that's amazing for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told him, I said, you know, just make sure that's the right opportunity for you. Don't just grab the first opportunity that comes along and, and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm out. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's, if it's an opportunity that works for you and your family and your financial situation, mm-hmm. absolutely, I want you to go for it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I could say, hey, I, I want you to stay because I want you to be here. But I'd rather them better themselves and get a better chance to, to be successful next level. Mm -hmm. so that's really what it's for if we're coaching we always want to have our kids do better at the next level so you know it's easy for me to say hey go go get that opportunity if you have it available to you
0: Yeah, one more thing I want to touch on here just uh, you know talking football you mentioned coaching Pop Warner high school um, even semi-pro ball you're here now currently at the junior college level Um, I had the opportunity to call some games um, for NorCal Sports TV actually got to do one of your guys' games earlier this year um, but I've just been impressed across the board with junior college football—the uh, you know the intensity and just the, the skill level at which these guys you know go out there and perform. It, it's it's pretty quality football, man.
1: Absolutely. I mean, especially it's it's going to probably end up getting better in the next couple of years too because hmm. COVID's actually kind of hurt slash helped the JC football level because okay. you got to think about all these. Division I schools have 85 scholarships. So you break that down, that's usually around 20 to 25 per year, right? Uh-huh. Well, if those guys don't leave, they don't have an open scholarship available to give somebody else coming in. Hmm. Be it in the, with the COVID level or situation, they got an extra year. Loan. So you got guys that are not leaving. Yeah. So that's still is keeping a scholarship away from, a, say, incoming freshmen. Well, those freshmen aren't going to, well, some of them aren't going to go and say, hey, I'm going to pay you know, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars uh the school X yeah. to be a walk on. Mm-hmm. So then they get they're just gonna kinda of bounce, 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 and all of a sudden they end up coming to the J C level and say, Hey, I am a great football player. Yeah. I should be playing in division <laughs> one, two, mm-hmm. three school. Mm-hmm. But there's just no room for me right now. Yeah. And so they end up coming to the J C. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna happen the next couple years gotcha. and it's gonna end up helping our Overall brand of football, but yeah. it hurts the kids in the long run. For sure, so it's kind of one of those situations where it's like you said earlier, bittersweet, where you you see kids that are really, really good, mm-hmm. and it's really going to help the JC brand of football. Yeah, but it's also kind of yeah. detrimental to the kids. In For a way, sure,
0: too. yeah, they should be up there uh, where they belong, right at that level. You know, playing football, getting acclimated to that type of environment. I and mean, Mario Ramos again joined by Jeremy Hurtado, the Merced College assistant football coach, here on the coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. And give me a follow at Corner Ramos. Check out Jeremy at Jeremy Hurtado 11 So, Jeremy, we cross paths here. I mentioned uh, calling one of your guys' games for NorCal Sports TV. You also work for NorCal Sports TV in a variety of capacities, right? Either producing, commentating, or, or you know, whatever the case may be, uh, you seem to have it covered out there. Um, how did you get involved working with NorCal Sports TV, and how long you have been doing this?
1: Uh, it's funny you say that. Uh, yeah, I, I started out doing stats at a basketball tournament kind of I was gonna to go to a basketball tournament at Vestville. <laughs> uh, I saw North Cal Sports TV was gonna be there. I, I emailed him and said, Hey, you know, I'm gonna be up there. Uh, I just basically kinda of trying to get into the tournament for free without having to pay for it. It's <laughs> guy said, right here. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I'm gonna be up there and he's like yeah you know Dion was like yeah come on down, you know, we'll, we'll put you to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I did that for about a year doing North Sports T V and then all over the place um Columbia College, Modesto, all these different events. And then he goes, Deanna I asked, hey, do you want to do some more stuff? And I said, sure. I had worked for the radio station before when I was you know, out of high school and then stuff. He's okay. like, can you broadcast me? And I said, yeah, I haven't done it in a little while, but I can do it. Yeah. And so that kind of led to that. And then being there for about another year of that, he said, hey, do you want to produce? And I was like, <laughs> well, sure, I'm already here. I've been here for two years. Let's, let's do that. So this was actually my third year working for NorCal Sports TV. Nice uh, and different capacities, like you said. I've, I've done yeah. everything from stats to produce to color to to help set up stuff. And now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's been fun and you get to meet a lot of interesting people. Get a lot of get to meet a lot of coaches, which is always fun talking with different coaches, yeah. different sports. Sure. Uh, covering all different sports, I have covered volleyball, basketball, a baseball games, uh, obviously some football games. Yeah. I even did a track event, so that was kind of interesting. So yeah,
0: soccer too, right? Didn't you do that?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I about
0: soccer. Sorry. yeah, <laughs> soccer. Those too, so yeah, yeah. So it's definitely you know cool stuff. It's been fun. Uh, I've had the opportunity to work with them too and uh, cross paths with you. And uh, just on a on a side note, I, you know, getting to do football games um, was pretty cool. But you know, getting to be able to do them with you it was a whole lot of fun. We covered Sonora football this year together, and uh, I think I told you earlier, just you know, felt like two guys just watching a football game, and I really enjoyed that.
1: Oh, absolutely. It, it really is good having someone that you can work with well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a blast when you get to hang out. And, and, yeah, the Sonora ripping game was awesome that we got to do together. Mm-hmm. And I think the Sonora mm-hmm. Escalon game as well together. So, mm-hmm. always good working with you at NorCal Sports TV.
0: For sure, for sure. So, be on the lookout again for Jeremy Hurtado. You can follow him at Hurtado 11 on Twitter. And check out the Merced College football team. Again, he's working with that O line and whipping them into shape. So we'll be looking out for you guys again next season. Uh, you know, once again, man, I appreciate you taking some time to do this. I know you're, you're a pretty busy guy, so cutting some time out for me is very much appreciated. No problem, Mario, anytime. I want to thank you guys for listening to the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. Again, follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. Be sure to catch more of the Coach's Corner podcast with Mario Ramos on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Special thanks to Jeremy Hurtado. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.